0: Welcome to the Success School podcast. We are on episode 28. Let's go. How are you feeling, Steph?
1: Excited as always. I love this. is my favorite time of the week. I just took a photo and put it on social media and I was like, this is my favorite time of the week. We get to connect, we get to teach, we get to learn. It's like the thebomb.com.
0: We are in our new studio setup, a.k.a. we got new chairs. Um, so <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, please let us know that you're excited. I've been loving all the feedback we've been getting lately. My DMs have been blowing up about
1: the So podcast. much, guys. Thank you so much for letting us know that you're loving it and that you're getting something from it. It really means a lot to us. We actually, like, true story. We did a a podcast a couple of weeks ago and we thought that it was like not our best. We we got off, we were like, it's probably not our best podcast or like we feel a bit bad about it going up. Anyway, you guys have loved it. Yeah, that was our most popular episode. Our most popular episode. So obviously we have no idea of like what what we think is valuable versus what you guys think is valuable is completely different. So we love that you love it. Please keep letting us know so we can keep tailoring topics to what you want to hear.
0: Yeah. So guys, we usually do a lesson of the week. So actually, we're going to talk about the organic marketing machine today. But before we get into that, we're going to start off with rapid fire questions, okay? Ooh. Instead of lesson of the week. So I'm going to ask Steph three rapid fire questions. If you know Steph, you know she likes to waffle, okay? So we're going to try to keep the answers less than 60 seconds for each of these three questions. I feel nervous. So we get maximum value from them and create amazing reels, okay? And they go up and then we go Amazing then, reels. You know, we get all the cool shit out. So rapid. Rapid fire question number one, Steph. Are you ready? Are you excited? Are your knees shaking? She's a little bit shaking. So if you haven't watched on YouTube, see that she's shaking and subscribe to YouTube um, to build that subscriber count. Anyway, question one. What's the number one limitation to success of businesses doing under fifty K months? Themselves. Themselves,
1: okay. Full stop, or should uh, I add more context? Add more I'm scared that. now. Yeah, 48 seconds. <laughs> okay. Um. So as we grow, uh, your belief system of only I can do it this way, and this is the only way that I can do it, is going to be your limiting factor to getting to 50k months. The way that you run it to get to 10k months is going to have to change to get us 50k months, and you will probably not be able to do all of the work on your own, and so you will have to let go in order to grow. The number one constraint that I see in businesses that are trying to get to 50k months is that they become the bottleneck in their growth. Everything has to go through them. Everything has to be approved by them. They're hiring people, but they're still doing the tasks. That is the biggest constraint I see.
0: Love it. That's really simple. Question number two. Why are you, Steph Frey, successful?
1: Steph Frey, I like Steph it. Steph Frey. Oh gosh. Why? Because the last name. Why am I must yeah. Be, yeah. yeah. Why am I successful? Twofold, two answers. I think because I work really hard and anyone who does know me behind the scenes knows that like I'm a hustler and I get it done. And the second thing is because I really, really care. So I've only ever been into businesses that I really care about. The businesses that we've tried to run that I haven't cared about, I've had nothing to do with them and just tap out really early. So I think because I really care, my first business, I was really passionate about the concept and the mission behind the business and the coaching business. I'm just like, I'm born to be a coach. I just freaking love it. And I really care about our clients' results.
0: Key word there, guys, or key takeaway, you have to be passionate about what you do to be successful in it. Third question, and to wrap up the rapid fire for Steph, how do you handle trolls?
1: It's a great question and something that I've definitely gotten better with over time, but I actually find trolls quite funny. And I think that when you can't handle trolls, it's because I I really think a, a level of perfectionism comes into it. Like you're trying to be the good girl, you're trying not to upset anybody. And I think that when you just accept that you're a rebel and that you are you know, going to go against the grain and you're going to piss people off and you're in order to, you know, stand out, you're going to have to have an opinion that's different from every single other person. The sooner that you accept that you're no longer playing the nice girl and that you, it's okay if you piss people off and that there's no such thing as right and wrong, it gets really, really easy to handle trolls.
0: Love it. Thanks for answering uh, the first round of rapid fire questions.
1: Oh, it was really fun. And I'm really, I was really nervous, but Tim. Tim. Now I get to rapid fire question to you.
0: I'm not nervous at all.
1: Oh, well. <laughs> I'm ready for this.
0: I'm cool as a cucumber. I right,
1: let's hope we rattle him. I hope I rattle oh, him. Yeah. Okay. So question one, what motivates you to get out of bed at 4.30 in the morning?
0: Bit of a strange answer. I, have a, I use a little bit of dark energy here. We've heard this talked about on a podcast previously and it really resonated with me. But honestly, I think about my haters and what they wouldn't or would do. And I'm like, they wouldn't do that. So you got to do it. So do what other people won't to be what other people can't. That motivates me to get out of bed in the morning. And honestly, I deep down want to be the best at whatever I can do. So that motivates me. And I think like, what would an alter, alter ego version of me do that I wouldn't do right now? And I just try to beat him. So I have an alter ego and I try to beat him at everything I do.
1: I love that. Not competitive at all. So, do what other people won't do to get results that they don't have. I like it. Number two, one piece of advice for somebody wanting to scale from 10K to 30K months.
0: So, really, anything under the 50K months until you've hit it is just all about sales and marketing. Okay. So, I would say it's marketing. If you're getting inconsistent results, you're probably marketing inconsistently. That's the number one thing. And you're not following a marketing process. So I would have a a checklist of things that you do non-negotiable every single day that you wake up. And that would be like the first things I would do after you do your workout, have your coffee, morning poo, whatever that is. You want to have your checklist of things to do. So it would be reach out to 10 people, change the ads, change creative steps, killing yourself over the poo comment. (laughs) Over the poo, really? (laughs) So a checklist of marketing stuff and sales stuff that you do every single day.
1: Honestly, sometimes you guys might think it's like, who did I marry? Well, everyone
0: does it. That's the thing.
1: (laughs) Okay. Question number three, advice for somebody who's hesitant about using Facebook ads.
0: Yeah. So get the groundwork dialed in first. So actually know what you're doing. I would be hesitant to if I had no idea what I was doing with Facebook ads. So get the groundwork dialed in and then just commit a budget to it. If it's a hundred bucks, five hundred thousand, ten thousand, 10,000, whatever it is, commit a budget to it, write it off. Like imagine you're going to the casino and you're putting it on red or whatever it is. The outcome of it doesn't matter so much to you. Okay. And that's where, you know, people get really emotionally invested in the money. Every single dollar, cent view, click. Like, subscribe, and that's when it goes wrong because they really put too much emotion into it. So take the emotion out, commit a budget to it, learn the basics first, and then be very analytical about the results you get, not emotional, okay? That's where it goes wrong.
1: Mm, I love that. And if you are interested in learning more about Facebook ads, Tim has just run or is running this week Mm. a Facebook ads training course for our clients, which you will get access to if you join Successful. And, and if you're a Successful client, Successful.io. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're in Successful, you should definitely go and give that a watch.
0: All right, guys. So we're going to segue into the topic today. We're talking about uh, the organic marketing machine. So this is actually called a content waterfall system. So we talk about paid ads on the show, we talk about it in our program, and then we also talk about organic. So we're going to detail a organic process and strategy for you guys that you can follow. So you just need your thinking caps on here. If you've listened to our previous episodes, we talk about read, write, and recite. So maybe you want to write it down, hint, hint, and then execute it, hint, hint that's about getting results in this program and obviously on this podcast. So this is a method we have used to gain 300 followers a month every month consistently. That might not sound like a lot to you, but if you compound 300 followers a month for a year, that's 3,600 a year or 36,000 in 10 years, okay? Who couldn't do with an extra 3,600 followers at the end of 12 months for following a very simple process? Steph, how do you feel about getting 360 followers in a month.
1: Well, I mean, us getting 300 followers a month gives us a full pipeline of leads and sales. So guys, like it might not be a huge amount of followers, but they're the right followers. They're the right people who engage with our content in the right ways, who are the right kind of people that need help because our profile is optimized in a way that actually allows them to realize that we can help them or we can't and we can solve a problem for them or we can't. And so for us and for you guys, 300 people that are watching your content, that the conversion rate of that is somewhere between three, 1% to 3%. Like the compounding effect is just impossible not to make money off that over time.
0: So today we're talking about creating, writing five pieces of content to give you a month's worth of marketing material. So if that sounds like witchcraft to you, Steph is about to reveal the process.
1: Yeah. So here's how we make five pieces of content to give you an entire month's worth of marketing material. So it's a five-step process. So get your little pens out and get ready to write this down. Step one is you must list out five problems your client is experiencing. These must be problems that they are aware that they have. So problems for our clients are they can't get leads, they can't make sales, they can't get enough Eyeballs into their program. They don't have enough followers. They're struggling with engagement. They don't know how to use email marketing. They don't have enough time. They, you know, are doing everything themselves. They have no systems. They have no processes. They feel overwhelmed. Like these are some of the problems that our clients are aware they have. This is language they're using every single day. So we would list out as many of those problems as possible, but at least five as step one.
0: So where the problem thing goes wrong is they don't actually put themselves in the shoes of their client. Okay. So people think that this is their client's problem, but actually it's not. It's their interpretation of their client's problem. So maybe we'll give a health and fitness example here. Okay. Maybe yeah. you give your example. So imagine Steph is showing up to a group training gym and I would assume that, you know, a woman in her thirties to forties maybe wants to drop a couple of kilos, you know, get firmer, get slimmer. But actually what would be their problems?
1: I mean, that would probably <laughs> that would probably be would my. They problem. Identify no, that but you? I think, yeah, maybe. But also like someone might be coming in because I don't know, maybe they've got they've had children and they've got, you know, you know, a weak, a weak pelvic floor. They might want to strengthen up because they're feeling like they can't lift their kids as easily as they want to. They might want to build some muscle because everything's feeling a bit floppy. Like, so there are lots of things that could be the case. But from Tim's male perspective, not really knowing anything too well. No, no he doesn't know a lot about his clients, but he might make that assumption about a client. I'll give you another example of this. Is like we see that a lot in life coaches is that you are hyper aware of what their problems are, but they are not always. So life coaching, the example that I might give here is that you might be aware that they have really low self-esteem, but she's not walking around every day going, I have low self-esteem. Like You, know, you might be really aware that she suffers with self-doubt, but she might not be aware that she's suffering with self-doubt on a day-to-day basis. Okay? You might be aware that she has limiting beliefs, but she might not be aware that she has limiting beliefs. And so we have to be really situational with them. So instead of saying you have limiting beliefs, it might be like you struggle to comprehend X right, or something along those lines because you want to be really clear about the problems that they are facing in their lives. So it has to be things that they are aware that they are facing. That is the key. So that's step number one. Step number two is that you're going to create a carousel post. Okay, or it could be a long form caption, whatever you want. I'm going to use carousel posts here as an example. You were going to create a carousel post providing the answer or the solution to one of the problems in a three to five step format. Okay, so for example, if it was for business and you wanted to get leads, I would say, if you need to get leads this month, here's what I would do. And then I would give three to five steps on exactly what to do. The end of the post would have some sort of call to action on how to work with us. okay make that into a carousel post. You can schedule that on, we use later, but you can use whatever you want. You can schedule that on later to go up to Instagram, to go onto LinkedIn and also to go across to Facebook. So that's step two is create a carousel post. Step three is to then create a reel from that same piece of content. Okay. So the reel could be exactly like if you go and look on my content right now on social media, you'll see that I'm doing this a lot at the moment. It could just be. You want to get leads this month. Here's what I do. And there might be a screenshot of your notes that you've written in your notes app of the three to five steps to do that. Okay. You want to use that reel. You want to repurpose that to Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. Again, you can schedule all of that on later. So, so far, what we've done is we've listed the problems. We've created a carousel post. We've used that same information to create a reel. Okay. Which we've put across multiple platforms because we're using later. The fourth step is now to create a quote post from that same content. Okay. So it might be just like, you know, the number one tip to get more leads this month. And you might put it in there. Okay. As just like one, one photo, one text based quote post that you can reshare on Instagram and of course on Facebook. So that will be step four. And then step five is to take the best performing post from the week before. So if you create one piece of content, create the, take the best performing one from the week before, copy the caption, put it into an email and schedule that email out for the following week. Again, with a call to action on how to work with you. Okay. So in that five steps, what we've done is we've created a carousel post. We've repurposed to multiple places. We've created a reel from the same piece of content. We've repurposed to multiple places. We've created a quote post and we've repurposed it to multiple places. And we've also created an email marketing campaign that's gone out from the same piece of content that we created in step two. This is how you have a content waterfall. It's one piece of content that flows across multiple platforms and that you can repurpose time and time and time. Again, if you wanted to take it one step further, you could create a YouTube. If you want to take it one step further, you could use that piece of content and create a podcast episode. If you want to take it one step further, you could make it into a blog as well. There is just endless ways to repurpose the content that you're currently creating, guys.
0: Yeah, I just want to give a, a simplified version of that. You have a pro, you have a problem. You make a piece of content out of it, and then you repurpose the content to multiple platforms. I know that is very simplistic, but honestly, this is how simple content can be.
1: Okay, so now that we've told them about the content waterfall, guys, it is actually really simple. You're just overthinking if you're making this hard. Okay, it is actually so friggin' simple, and I really want you to Im- like implement the done is better than perfect approach here. But Tim. Are there any specific tools that you would use? So obviously, we've spoken about later.
0: Yeah, so later would be the main one and then Canva. That's where we design most of our stuff. Steph actually still does a lot of her designing because she has templates that were made by professional graphic designers and then just plugs and plays from those templates. So later I tried Metricool, so M-E-T-R-I-Cool. C O O L. It wasn't as user friendly as later. I find later very user friendly. Metrical had better statistics and analytics, but uh, later was just like, goaded for making it stupidly simple.
1: And what about email software? So, if we're going to be sending an email to our list, mm-hmm. Every week of the mm-hmm. previous piece of content from a previous week that performed quite well. Yeah. What email software would you use?
0: So I'll talk about best, and then I'll talk about best budget. Okay. So the best overall email platform is Active Campaign. It sets you back two fifty USD a month, which is quite a lot if you're in Australia. It's about four hundred, and then the best budget is MailerLite. That's actually what we use, and we're not in that budget category, but it's free for under a thousand subscribers, and nineteen dollars for like five thousand. So it's super cheap. MailerLite is great. It has high Email deliverability, everything's really epic on it.
1: Mm, yeah, we are loving Malolite. And the reason that we chose it is because we have quite a large email list. And so obviously you pay per subscriber and we found it super affordable, really easy to use, and have absolutely loved it. Next question, Tim, where would the CTA lead them? So if we're saying if like I've used a couple of examples of like at the end of a carousel post or at the end of a, you know, a reel or at the end of an email, where would the CTA lead them?
0: Well, it depends. So for a lot of Steph's content, she says, you know, comment clients below and I'll you know, send you X, Y, Z, which we do in sell by chat. The other method here is you could send them to a landing page. So say click link in bio to apply for my program. And that would drive them to successful the landing page. So this successful method, what we actually preach and we tell our clients is that we're trying to send them to a landing page that's very high quality. So I would suggest sending people to a landing page. I'm doing Kung Fu with my microphone like <laughs> Steph is as well.
1: <laughs> I think we might need to get a different setup here. Yeah, this, we use our hands I'm, too much. Uh,
0: yeah, Kung fuing this thing.
1: Which platform should someone one focus on? Ah, This is such an interesting question. Which one should they focus on?
0: Yeah. So if you're in the biz babe world and you're listening to this podcast, everyone's going to tell you Instagram. Obviously that's where most women hang out online. I think it's where you've got the biggest network. For most people, the most untapped network is their private Facebook, which I think you should be publishing content on quite consistently. It obviously works super well and engagement is great on Facebook as well. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, pick one the one, the main one you want to make content for and then redistribute that or use the content waterfall system with everything else. So just pick the one main one that you do, make that your pillar and then distribute it out everywhere else. For me personally, if uh, I use Instagram as well, because that's where a lot of our target market are, or although my organic is not primary to our strategy and successful, I just think that's the easiest one for me. Mm, love it. All right, Steph, I've got four questions for you. What style of reels are working right now?
1: Go and pinch mine, guys. Easiest thing. Like, I think the biggest mistake I see people make is that they try so hard to be creative and spend hours and hours and hours trying to create new reels when like if something's kicking for somebody else, like just recreate it in a way that makes sense for you and your audience, right? And 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 makes sense. So go and check out my Instagram, go and check out what's working. But real styles that are working right now, a little bit of B-roll video, so a little bit of like me moving in the background, some inspirational text on top, and then some sort of tips and tricks. So really hooky content works really well at the moment. Like here's how I went from 10K months to 100K months. Yours will be different, obviously, in your business. Here's how, you know, I lost five kilos of fat in six weeks, like whatever it might be. That's going to be really hooky content that's going to get people watching. The longer that people watch the reel, the more times they watch it, the more interaction they have, the more Instagram is going to promote that reel. The more views you're going to get, the more opportunities you're going to have to get new follows and start new conversations. So they're going to grow. Going to (laughs) grow. Correct.
0: What (laughs) captions should they use right now?
1: So it depends if you're a lazy entrepreneur and if marketing is not your number one focus, which by the way, it should be. I believe in writing at least one educational caption per week because you want to repurpose that again for your email marketing. So I give it all away in my captions. Like I'm literally like, here's the three-step process to getting to 10K months. And I will literally tell them what the process is. And I really believe that a lot of people I've been talking to have been kind of like, aren't you scared that people aren't going to work with you because they're getting enough value from your free content? And actually we found the exact opposite. We have found that we've had more inquiries, more people Wanting to work with us, more DM conversations, more opportunities that people have been dropping into our laps since we've been creating content that's been giving more away. Because people are like, man, if this is what they're giving for free, imagine what they're giving in their paid behind their paid wall. Secondly, because let's be real, guys, anyone can go on YouTube right now and they can find pretty much what you teach for free somewhere. Okay. It's not revolutionary. Like everyone learns something from every from any from everyone else at some point. And so if they just wanted to go and learn stuff, they could go and find that content online right now. They don't just need to learn it. They need help to implement it. And that's where coaching and that's where your service-based business comes into play. They're still going to need personalized strategic advice and support. And so your caption should 100% be sharing high value content right now.
0: Yeah. So the value in Success School is in the coaching. Okay. So that's in the feedback, it's in the coaching, it's on the coaching calls, it's in all the extra stuff, the personalized stuff that we give. The modules, etc., are great, but they're going to point you in the, the direction to get a base of your business dialed in. And then the coaching is what's going to take you to the next level. So Steph, talk to us about hashtags. What's working?
1: <laughs> I, this is the lazy entrepreneur way of doing this, but I'm by no means a hashtag expert, but I just find hashtags that seem to be working for other people. And then I copy them and I put them in my own post.
0: Social media managers are cringing around the world right now.
1: But it works. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, I think like, and I I've, I say this time and time again, when you're starting from a blank screen, guys, the hardest thing you'll ever do, like yeah. it's just someone's already cracked it. Just go figure out who's cracked it and go use theirs. And obviously you'll need to tweak them. Like I use one set that's a social media manager and I change a lot of the hashtags to be business coach and blah, 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 and yada, yada, and, and test them out and try and test and try and test, but don't start from scratch.
0: All right, last question on this lot of questions. So how do you know if it's working? Like, Talk to us about analytics, likes, shares, et cetera.
1: So if you're doing the content waterfall, I guess the thing that you need to be looking at every week is you you need to start getting pretty obsessed with your numbers and what people are interested in so you can recreate it. So the other day I had a reel that, you know, did pretty well for me. I think it got like 15,000 views. It was definitely my best, like organically viewed reel in a while. And I was like, cool, that landed for people. Something about that worked. So now I'm going to try and figure out what about that worked. Was it the trending audio, which is unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield right now, by the way, which if you've seen Anyone But that You, the- the- yeah. <laughs> have you seen that? <laughs> the reason it's trending is because that movie just came out that Tim and I went and saw. Great movie, by the way. What was it? I think it was called Anyone But You. Oh, uh, Anyone
0: But You. Yeah, Do you remember? Really friendly characters. So
1: you want to be like, so I'm going to look at is that audio? Is it the audio that works? So I might create another real using that audio and see if that's the thing that's spiking it. It might be the content. Was it the content that worked? Okay, like how can I create more of that type of content? Is it the, you know, the flashy, the way that the captions flash across the screen? Then I'll try more of that. And over the time, over time, I'm just going to tweak it and tweak it and tweak it until I find my winning recipe. And then I'm going to repurpose that. When you're looking at your analytics, the things that you want to be looking for are different depending on what you're trying to do or what your goal is. So when you're looking at analytics, if you're trying to grow your audience, the things you're going to be looking for is reach and follows, okay? So reach and follows. You're going to get more reach the more times that people share your stuff. So you have to create quite shareable content so that you can have more reach so that you can get more follows. This is where hashtags come in so helpful. The other day I used to set a hashtags on my post and I think I had like 15,000 reach and like 8,000 came from the hashtags. Like it's crazy how much reach you get from hashtags. So if you're trying to grow your audience, they're the metrics you want to be looking at. If you're looking for engagement, if you're trying to grow your engagement, you're going to be looking at likes, comments, and saves. Those things are, you know, those people who are liking, commenting, and saving your stuff, they're going to be more likely to see your Content over and over again. So it really depends on the on the goal that you have. Don't just kind of go into Instagram and be like, I want to make money. Like, I think you need to probably think of it a little bit more holistically into like, okay, I want to grow my following and get really engaged followers. So, and that will lead to money. That will lead to sales. If you're going in and you're just going, I'm just going to keep posting content and hope that something goes viral one day rather than actually actively trying to, like the reason that we get 300 new followers every month, because I'm consistently focusing on creating shareable content and creating engaging content so that when they find me, they engage with me, they're more likely to see my stuff over and over again, which means we have a higher opportunity to sell to somebody.
0: So I am by no means an expert, and the last tip on this, guys, is that if you want to create great content, write it for one person and don't write it to grow the business. Okay. So you want to be talking to one person and not generic content that you think will grow the business. All right, guys, we're going to get into the listener questions. Now, if you have a question for us, it is in our Facebook group. That is the best place to pop your questions. We'll put up a thread. You guys drop it in there. If you want to get in our Facebook group, it will be in the show notes. So the first question is from Caitlin H., best place to advertise other than Instagram and Facebook or ways to effectively market on those platforms? I don't know anyone who's getting results, so I'm not sure what is and isn't effective. This is a loaded question. This is
1: so loaded. If you don't know anyone who's getting results, you're probably following the wrong people. And I definitely would focus on finding people who are absolutely crushing. If you ask us in our Facebook group who's crushing right now, we'll tag a few different accounts so you can have a little look. But the best places to advertise other than Instagram and Facebook, I... Instagram is our number one place to advertise, like other than our Facebook ads, which we run, which Tim does so well for us. But other than that, like Instagram is our number one platform for meeting with, connecting with and converting clients. So I don't, Believe that Instagram is dead. I don't believe. I think I know a lot of people who are crushing using Instagram. I think it works really, really well. Effectively marketing on these platforms, like you have to have an audience. If you have a hundred followers, or two hundred followers, or three hundred followers, only three percent of that audience are actually seeing your stuff. That's like ten people. It's just not. You're not going to get the traction you need. So you have to focus on growth at the beginning. Once you get over a thousand, two thousand followers, it starts to get a lot easier for you. By no means do you need a big audience to be able to make big money on social media, but you do need an audience to be able to make money on social media. So I think Instagram and Facebook are really great. In terms of Facebook, what works really well, we teach a lot around Facebook groups and posting in Facebook groups. There is definitely a recipe for this and something that we go over a lot in our program, but a lot of our clients get fully booked just from posting in Facebook groups. The feedback we get is like, oh yeah, but I get blocked and I get kicked out. And I'm like, cool, well, we teach you the ways to get around that. So if you need help with that, definitely something that we help with in our successful clients and ways to effectively market on these platforms, I think that you just have to become good at it. Like you can't just put up posts and expect to get results. Like you have to become good at marketing on those platforms. If you're not getting any results on Facebook or Instagram, which are the two of the main players for marketing in the Western world, I think that it probably tells me more that you don't have the skill of marketing nailed yet and that there's probably a little bit of skill building that needs to happen because those two platforms are absolutely crushing for people who know how to market. Tim? Tim?
0: Yeah, so I would probably take this from a different angle. If they are not your platform, find out what your strength is. Maybe you are better off going old school, door to door, like back in the nineteen eighties when they used to grow businesses by like just reaching out, networking with people. I think they made phone calls on those like cups with strings, like from back in the day. <laughs> fax
1: machines, yeah, fax yeah.
0: machines. They used to send faxes to each other. But yeah, old school, like build networks, go to referral things. So I used to be in a BNI, so business networking, whatever that was. That actually worked for getting clients. It was like very slow and manual, but it did work. So if digital marketing is not your thing and you don't want to commit the time to learning it, I think it might be a time thing for you. Just, you know, how this question is phrased, it might be a time thing and a skill thing for you. So yeah, I, I would hit it old school door to door, you know, build networks, build relationships, et cetera.
1: Yeah, and I think it depends on what you do. Like cold email marketing also works, mm. you know, but it really depends on your audience. It depends on where they are. If your audience is on Instagram, if your audience is on Facebook, and you're not able to get that working, it's a skill. It's a skills, it's a skill thing that you need to develop. Tim, we have a question from Brandon L. He's asked, "How do you get leads despite having a not so active friend and family network?"
0: Yeah, so this was quite funny. It popped up in our group, and I clicked on his profile, and I couldn't see anything. I was trying to work out like what Brandon actually does his last name is Lee so I started googling Brandon Lee and then it came up with Bruce Lee's son like the famous like martial arts guy and I was like is this Bruce Lee it kind of looks like him in his display picture so I was like man maybe it's Bruce Lee's son anyway I went on LinkedIn I went full psycho ex-girlfriend and was trying to stalk the shit out of this guy and I couldn't find anything like I couldn't find a business couldn't find profile his LinkedIn was dead and then I thought if I can't even find what this guy does how the hell is anyone else going to find out how how are your friends and
1: family going to find out about it yeah
0: yeah so that's your question brandon lee if i can't find you i don't think anyone else is going to be able to find you and that's probably the first issue so you need to like business success isn't about being all visible online but it's having some kind of profile we need to know what your business is and what you do and i couldn't even find that the second answer is is kind of similar to the last answer but like i would hit the streets and do networking i would do bni i I would get out there find my customers i would do cold email or do outreach i'll do all those type of things if you don't have a like a network of family and friends to start with. Depends if it's a local business or online. The context on this one was really hard to find. So I can't give you a specific answer. Anything to add, Steph?
1: Yeah. I'd say that like, I think sometimes, look, I have my parents. I have no siblings. I have no cousins or aunties or uncles or any of that stuff that I could lean on. So I would say that, Brandon, I was in the same situation as you. I had a couple, a handful of friends from high school who were not interested in the things that I was selling. And so- the way that I started, I think that the limiting factor here is that you think it's just friends and family and you forget about peers. So, when I first started my first business, I used to send, I used to work in corporate at the same time, and I used to email out on the corporate email to like office wide and invite them to my events. <laughs> I used to ask them to share it to their Facebooks and their groups. I used to create Facebook events and then share them with every single person I knew and ask them to click going or interested so that we could get more eyeballs on the event. I think that even though you would be surprised. Like Tim will tell you, like the last week or so, we've had a couple of people sign up that have known Tim since he was in school and high school. We've had people who have signed up when you were in your first year of PT. I've had people that have signed up for Success School in the last couple of weeks that have known me since I was working in my corporate days. And I think that you sometimes forget that people are watching. If you're friends with them on Facebook, you know, you have a couple of hundred friends on Facebook probably. You might not have spoken to those people for years, but they're watching and they're seeing. And I think there is value in sharing what you're up to and what you're doing and your personal Facebook is really an incredible place to get started at the very beginning because those people have no like and trust with you immediately. So I would say that even though you might not have big family or friends groups, you have a big peer network of people you went to high school with and people you've worked with over the years who do follow you and who might know someone who's interested in what you offer.
0: As always, guys, that was a great episode. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you thought. Slide into our DMs. We do love it. Subscribe. Follow the show. The follow is very important. I was speaking to uh, a couple of people in the podcasting industry and they were like, make sure you get the follow. So if you're listening, guys, please follow follow us. We're not begging, but we're We're on our knees. We're not (laughs) begging, but you will do anything for a follow. Wink, (laughs) wink, nudge, nudge. If you're interested in Successful, guys, and you want to grow a high six and seven figure business, go to www www.successful.io, click apply, fill in the application form, book in time to speak with our team. We'll see if you're a good fit and you like what we have, but we would love the opportunity to work with you. If you're someone that is willing to work hard, put in the work and you want to be coached, we will get you there. It, it might take six months, it might take 12 months, it might take a couple of years, but if you show up, if you hang your head in the ring, we will help you grow a successful business. Lastly, guys, if you got some value from this, share this episode with someone. Our growth comes from word of mouth mainly. 60% of it comes from word of mouth. So please send it to someone on Instagram, Facebook, text message, email. I don't know, send them a fax, whatever it is. We, we have to get the show out there and we would appreciate that. And please leave us a five-star review. Every review counts, guys. Thanks, Steph.
1: Thanks. Audience exclusive.